All right, welcome to another episode, Three Brews In. We are pretty much Three Brews In, pretty close. Um, welcome, guys. Okay. We have got a little bit of a different episode today. The Brewers are well out of the playoffs now. They've been gone for a while. Thank you, merciful God. Thank God. Uh, the World Series is ongoing. We're not going to sit and talk about two teams that we have really no interest in. So we are really going to lean into the beers and buffoons aspect of three brews in. So well, there'll be some baseball talk in there we'll too. We'll talk a little bit about Brewers baseball. Yeah, because there's really nothing going on unless you want to talk about how Ryan Healy's probably not going to be with the team next year. I think we should dedicate an entire episode to that. We could talk. We could talk about Ryan Healy at, at some point, but we are going to really get off the beaten path today. We are going to cover our normal things. We're going to cover Brewstivus, right. our Grubers. Uh, that's what she said. We're going to do all that kind of stuff. We have some other topics we want to touch on. Um, but, Travis, you had uh, sent out kind of a, a special topic that you wanted to talk about. A few of them, actually. So, should we just dive right into this? Do you guys have anything before we get going yeah. today? Let's, no, I let's mean... dive in. All right, let's dive in. Yeah, I mean, do you want to not only have it described, but start with it? Yes, absolutely. Oh, cool. So, hey, welcome, everybody. Um, this will be different. I, I hope you like the format. Hold on. Let, yes. me, let, me, let me stop you. We are drinking, of course. We are drinking. Oh, a, we need, a, a, we, we oh, need to introduce the... We forget the yeah, that's... Uh, do you want to do the intro? Uh, I, I will talk about this a little bit. Uh, so, last week, or, or last episode, you might remember Josh bringing up some horrible death involving drowning in beer... And it was a porter. Mm -hmm. So okay. we decided, especially given today where it was thunder snowing and some sleet and it's just disgusting for the middle of October, um, it was a good uh, episode to have a nice, thick porter. <laughs> so we're, we are drinking uh, Stevens Point Brewery, Point Brewery uh, Milkshake Malt Porter. It's, uh, it's a 5.5, so it's a little bit less on the... Uh, on the uh, ABV than a lot of porters that you might have. Thank you know, God. The milk, milkshake stout porters that are an 8% or 7%. This one's a little bit more uh, manageable, and it's not so much like um, uh, drinking a pork chop. <laughs> You're drinking your dinner. Uh, so we'll, we'll review that later. But I think this is the first, and I have to go back and check my records, but I think this is the first beer we've had from Point Brewery, which is... Are you sure? I'm. Well, I told you I'm going to go back and. I look thought we out. had a point beer. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I should. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was kidding about having we records, don't. but as <laughs> no. we speak, he's checking. <laughs> we have not. We have not had a point right. brewery, Stephen oh. Point Brewery beer yet, which is sort of surprising because of the craft breweries in the state. It's probably one of the more popular ones. It. it and I think like most of the the. The breweries around here, they didn't start out as a, a specialty type. No. They, it was point special, right? Like yep. they made point special and it that was, was one beer and that was it. Yeah. And like any like Liney's, the same way, has now completely branched off into their all sorts of oddball specialty right. beers. It's just economic reality. That's where Absolutely. the money is and good right. for them for tackling it. Because how many people do you see drinking a Liney's? But like a well, But again, I mean like, this doesn't go to the, the overall beer analysis at, at the end. But the labeling with all these, I mean, I I, I, I fall for it every damn time. Absolutely. Milkshake malt, you have this 1950s looking kind of uh, ice cream salesman guy. And it's like, yeah. you know, it, it sells. Check, yep. check and, out and the, the, yeah. the colors are cool itself, by the way. Yeah. 
you have kind of a 49er color scheme up top with the uh, with, with the with the bronzes goldish red and uh, neat. Well, and I, I think labels make the beer. I'll just tell you. Right. Absolutely. And, and part they've of it. got the you know like you would see 50 cents or the the price tag or whatever oh, yes. on there. They, they got the little 5.5 percent uh, alcohol by volume. Yeah, right. That's unique. It's isn't really it? Where cool. they put that? Yep. They did a good nice. job with that. So you you can find a picture okay. of this on our website later on as this gets posted. So. And I think too that the anniversary of the London beer flood and the people drowning in Porter was actually on October seventeenth. So it was only we are near the anniversary. It's been a tough month for all of us thinking mm. about that and and the victims and their families. <laughs> and um, those poor people at the Irish Catholic wake. <laughs> oh yeah. Who were just praying for a drink and then they got and inundated they got, with a with died. a tsunami <laughs> of Porter. <laughs> In the you can't make it up category, that's top ten, right? And I can't believe that the you know people Holy like the, the Catholic Wake are sitting here thinking, "Huh, I really want a porter right now." <laughs> they're not, they're not thinking porter. No, no. no, this is the ultimate sign from God that you know what you maybe you should stop drinking. Yeah, Ian O'Finn was sitting there just, <laughs> God, I really. Oh! <laughs> I'm gonna give you beer, and it'll be a porter. <laughs> Yeah, with with the beer, beer you're drinking, you're hit with debris that's toxic. <laughs> and, ah, not exactly what I wanted. But, see, I can't do it like an Irish accent or even a British accent, so I'll leave that to other people. Your, your, yeah. cart, your Cartman take on it was pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah, I'd do an okay Cartman voice. <laughs> Brownies. Oh. I won't do it now because I'm sober. So, oh. so yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, so after the the last episode, actually the last two episodes, you know, you're talking to people. You do podcasts. I, I you know, you, they've listened to it. What do you think? Oh, it was really good, but you need to talk into the mic and talk louder. <laughs> so I'm like a special person right now, half yelling, and I'm going to probably keep yelling, and maybe I'll find a median somewhere, but this one might be a little loud. So, yeah, so Josh brought it up. I'm driving in my car, and that's why I do it, my best thinking. I came up with a topic that has three subcategories, and I'll throw them out there. And I initially thought, well, this might be a one-off deal, but in talking um, pre-podcast here, I think we all came up with a lot of names and a lot of thoughts where we're going to do it at least one more time after this. So what is it? In order, number one, a world history event you would want to witness while sitting in a lawn chair having beers. It can be sports, it can be you know anything other than sports. I want, you know, so you know, history of course involves a whole lot of battles and stuff like that. I, I just don't think it's right sitting, you know, in a lawn chair drinking beer watching a battle. So I'm, those are kind of the mental parameters I I have. Oh shit. I don't have Whatever. those parameters. No, no, I'm just... Okay, yeah. I don't have those parameters. It's very, it's very quiet. No, say it. No. Okay. Oh, so. dude, you see that cannonball? So take back the I see Just because I didn't go with it doesn't mean other people. So really, a world, a world history event, um, ideally... See, the initial thought was we're going to do something where an event that was not recorded by video or audio that you wish was recorded by video or audio. And I think that's a good idea, but... Sitting in a lawn chair with beers watching that event changes a little bit. So um, that's number one. Number two, sports person, living or dead, you would most like to have a beer with and why. Similar, only a non-sports person, living or dead, you would most like to have a beer with and why. And I think, you know, when we start to think about names, it's why we have to 
we have to do at least a couple of these. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with the world history event um, you would uh, want to witness while sitting back and having a few beers. Um, then we're going to go around the table. Then we're going to go to the sports person, then non-sports person, just to keep it alive. So I'm going to start Gettysburg Address. Um, I'm a big history guy, big Abraham Lincoln fan. He's my hero. As you know, if you're familiar, Gettysburg Address lasted about two minutes and 272 words, I think. So the whole sitting back with a beer, it's not a long deal. But, down in that moment, yeah, but there was a... Um, there was a, a senator, last name Everett, who spoke for over two hours. And then right. Abraham Lincoln came up. So I think you have a 12-er in before Abraham gets up. But um, just absolutely amazing. Just a little bit of history background. The Gettysburg Address was given in November. They were still, like, literally cleaning up the town uh, from Ju July 1st through 3rd. An absolutely epic part of American history. And to have been there, to see that, and to hear those words which were absolutely amazing that's where i go with with, with number one so um josh we'll move on to you world history event you'd like to sit back in a lawn chair and watch with a beer and real quick just going back to the gettysburg address because that's a it's a it's a good one um the two-minute speech that was i mean the guy talked for two hours prior the two-minute speech was completely unheard of correct as a matter of fact you'll see one photo of him the, that yes. was taken and they thought they would have a whole lot of time setting up the camera because he had to do it on a tripod. Well, they only caught a glimpse of him shaking hands after the speech because he was done before. Anyway, yeah, it was unheard of. Orators back then were long and drawn out. And Everett, the senator, um, reportedly said, Mr. President, you said more in two minutes than I said in two hours. Yes. And I, I think that's a verified story so and i it, he gave a he gave the speech where the, the gettysburg cemetery is now i've been to gettysburg four times it's my favorite place on earth it really is and i've been there four times but not i'm just a fraction of the hours that you would have to spend to truly understand it absolutely amazing place a shout out to, to them the park service for what they've done so yeah and weren't the reviews of that speech immediately awful. after bad? Just yeah. awful. And that's a great point. So, you know, <laughs> media today versus media back then, maybe that's a change. <laughs> but there are plenty of documented quotes I've read from quote-unquote reputable papers. That some might probably have the same names I do now. I mean, awful, scathing. Just the, the guy was an absolute idiot. Yeah. He spoke for two minutes and he said this. So, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I will. I will go with mine. Now, I also am a huge history fan, but much more of the ancient history type yeah. stuff: Roman right. Empire, Persia. Oh, well, that that counts for lawn chair. Yeah, they won't even know what to do if it follows in a lawn chair back then, right? Right. Yeah, you would be looked at as Dionysus, like the you know, the the god of wine sitting there above the battle drinking. I want to go back and see the last stand of the three hundred cool. at, at Thermopylae. Cool. which has been dramatized in movies like the cinematic masterpiece that is 300, which I could watch every day for the rest of my life. But I want to see what it was really like. Now, I know there wasn't just 300 Spartans. There was 300 Spartans with a bunch of Athenians at their back. But it was the stand that supposedly saved Western civilization from the Persians overrunning them. They lost, but that wasn't the point. They gave um, Greece time to prepare and, and repel the invasion. But I want to know if it was as dramatic as the histories tell us. Because it is the ultimate story of this small group holding back this massive wave 
of the Persian Empire. I want to sit back and see it. That is perfect. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. And who knows? It may be it. It's one of those things where it may not be what the history books make it out to yeah, be. Yeah, and, and you know, and you talk about chronicling. I mean, if you want to talk 1863, of course, in Gettysburg take place. What year did that battle take place? I don't know, Josh. Oh, about. It was. I mean, it was well before the birth of Christ. It was right. So when, 600 BC. So I'm, I'm yeah, not certain. Regardless way of exactly back. when it was, you have to ask yourself. You know, understandably, it's not nearly as accurate as Civil War, World War, World right. War, World War. I mean, so, yes, it would be more reason to maybe want to see it firsthand. Right. And and there's got to be some legitimacy to it, because you can go to Thermopylae and see the, the bottleneck of where they had to go through Greece, and there they are, you know, forming their phalanx and, and right. holding them back, and the wicker shields crashing against the steel of the Spartan just war machine you know these mm -hmm. these purebred warriors just slaughtering persians i think would be phenomenal to see so that's my on that coach i believe uh based on my limited search it happened approximately 490 bc oh that's, that's great i mean you were you were very close, close to that yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i love that yeah that's what i want to see coach where are you at so for me i'm, I'm a little more of the recent history in this one uh for me, I'd want to kick back in my in my lawn chair with my cooler, um, watching uh, uh, SEAL Team Six uh, oh. practice oh. and train oh. for the attack on Osama bin Laden. Oh yes! Sit there oh. watching the meticulous training that they go on, and then be able to hop over to inside the inner perimeter of the of the building and watch that, yeah. work. Absolutely, I, I would. I'd love to see that the tactics. The awesome. How much they trained, and then all of a sudden the helicopter goes down and big old shit moment, <laughs> and how they adapt to that, I think is just phenomenal and would be great. To watch. Do, do you think it was a seamless like adaption? Like no. I, I don't think I so don't either. Think so I either. bet you there was moments of pure chaos. I I absolutely believe there was moments of pure chaos. The, but the, the, the height of the wall affected the rotor wash, yeah. and that's what it, it it was. They had the satellites did. The wall was, I think, higher than they thought, which didn't give whatever they need to. That, that, that that's why it, it, it happened. It wasn't okay. anything on the, the ground type of thing because they were expecting to, to have it because all of that was considered. You know, they had done mock-ups of the, the compound, and it was amazing Just, story. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that is good. And I would add to it. I want to be on the plane ride home or whatever with yes. those guys afterwards. You know, when they know that they just fucking whack Bin Laden mm -hmm. and... Yeah, well, so, so everybody... the Indian Sea first and then... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, um, because he was dropped off the carrier... Help me out. The, the name of the carrier, I guess, isn't so much... But but he was helicoptered there, and that's where they did the DNA and all the stuff. And, of course, he was dumped overboard, so he, he could not be um, uh, martyred in any specific location. So there's probably a handful of people on Earth that... that know the general area where he was dropped sure and they followed the you know the um help me out with the re the religious the whatever not to islamic islamic or, you know protocols okay. or whatever but yeah the uh, uss carl vinson yeah like arabian one of the computers, arabian oh, yeah. no that's a good one that is so awesome well good for us we covered it all we covered asian history we covered civil war and we covered modern warfare and it was all battles by the way that we <laughs> That we all wanted to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> well no, I was literally I was going to go with Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I mean, and that's and that's not a bad thing. Well, 
Uh, just a little bit of a side note, when the Battle of uh, the First Bull Run took place, which is known as Manassas in the south and Bull Run in the north, um, they people took a jaunt down from Washington, D.C., yes. mm -hmm. and there were highfalutin people. Second time I've said highfalutin, by the way, <laughs> nice came down. And I don't know what their image was. I mean, we had had the War of 1812. We had the Revolutionary War. But um, things had developed with the, the technology and the, the war fighting instruments where it was much, much more brutal. And, of course, the Union got their ass kicked. And the Union retreat was literally hampered by these people in their carriages <laughs> coming to watch watch the war. Because guess what? It was going to be one war. We, we, we were going to trounce the uh, Confederacy, and they weren't even called the Confederacy then. It was more, you know, the... Right, the, 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 the rebels and the well, treasonous people. They were having picnics out there. They, they and like, oh, shit, here comes the battle. So, 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 I mean, so when I, and I had actually thought about that, well, I'm going to say one of these civil, the battles that I'm interested in, and it's like, okay, so. Yes, well, and, let's, and, let's take a, a picnic basket to Fallujah. Yeah, right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, they took it, and they didn't, they didn't mean anything by it, because these horrible, bad, misbehaving Southerners, let's watch them get what they have coming. They're yeah. going home. Yeah. Well, and, and Travis, this is the, like, I, I made a long list on this. My fourth one on, on this list of events was, it was Gettysburg, but a very specific event at Gettysburg. Are you talking Chamberlain and the And the swinging gate. And the swinging gate at the at the top of yeah. Little... A little, a little round, round top. top, yeah. Right. So, so Chamberlain is is the colonel of the 20th Maine and the in, in the second Alabama, uh, you know, was was, was and they were Texas people there too. And, and it's a, the thing about Gettysburg that I love so much. Num number one, um, Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain went on to become the governor of Rhode Island. I will give anybody 20 bucks if you can tell me what he did before the Civil War. He was a professor of oh, rhetoric. rhetoric. Did you really know that? Yep. I will give you twenty dollars because that's Perfect. impressive. Because yep. people can say he's a professor, but nobody just knows he's a professor of rhetoric. Rhetoric. Why? Because that doesn't like exist. And and Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, one of the better mustaches right. in all the Civil War in that sense. And, and, to, and to think Dan Jeff Daniels plays him, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but see, you can go you can go to Gettysburg, and you know for for time constraints, I could talk five five hours on Gettysburg. But you go up right now, and there are um, there are things that haven't moved one single inch. And it is absolutely amazing. Governor Warren, who's responsible for saving the Union, he's up there, and you can stand on a rock. They don't want you to for understanding, but you can stand on the boulder he stood on and, and looked and saw was coming. So I, I don't want to, we don't want to bore no, our, our, right. our non-military people, but fascinating shit. And so. it was the second most northern battle of the Civil War, correct? Uh, with the uh, exception of Shroot Farms, the Battle of Shroot Farms. Battle of Shroot Farms. Oh, Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's here. move on. So, so here we are, the sports person living or dead you would most like to have a beer with, and why? I went with Jackie Robinson. Oh, and, I like it. And, 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 and here's why I did. There's the obvious stuff. There's the Jackie Robinson broke the, 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 the color barrier. Um, everybody that, you know, Everybody's heard of 42 and have at least some understanding of what he did. Um, but if you look a little more into it, and I, I confess I haven't nearly as deep as I, I, I should, but I would love to talk to him afterwards and just kind of, how, God, how hard was this? Are you? Because he, 
he, he died, I think, in the early 70s, so we're just out of the Jim Crow laws and stuff like that. Your experience, I mean, what, what made you as tough mentally as it did? He's, he's, he served our country in World War II and got jammed up. He got court-martialed on some bullshit charge, from what I understand. I mean, oh, yeah. Really? It, I didn't know that. stuff that nobody talks about. Oh. It, it, yeah, and it ultimately had to do, do with his race. And this is an, an absolutely amazing, amazing human being. Of course, he's not the, you know, the, 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 the only one, but he was the, the, the first one. And um, by, by all accounts, an amazing human being. And I, I, I'm not sure I would even say two words to him about baseball and your experiences from the game. But sure. How, how, do you, how do you do it? And, and you know what? I, and, I'll, and I had Hank Aaron first, and then I changed it because Hank has the Eau Claire connection. Mm -hmm. Hank Aaron didn't have a good experience in our, yeah, yeah we got the bobblehead. Um, how, how are you mentally able to adapt to this just really, really horrible treatment? And how in God's name, if you can adapt, you can still play at a level that you, you, you do. And, 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 and Jackie, do you look at me? Here's a question I would ask him. Jackie, do you look at me as, and are you suspicious of me because? I mean, it depends on what year you, you ask the questions, sure. right? As, that, I have no idea what the answers would be, but if he was open to those, I, I would love to have asked those. So that's, um, that's my thought on, on Jackie Robinson. And, yeah, great one. And how important was it that Jackie Robinson was not only good, but he was the best? Like right. he was one of, if not the best player well, in I, his and era. And I think that's like, what it had to take. It had to because be. Because I think even the, the diehard racists and whatnot, at the end of the day, money matters, and that's what's sad. I mean, you know, what, what's slavery? It's ultimately financial, right? So what, sure. So, so why not? Trend? It's like, at the end of the day, we're not going to just let a average guy so right. it did take an incredible athlete to, to, to probably do that, unfortunately. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and never it should never be understated the role of Branch Rickey in that right. in being the guy to say, no, I'm going to yeah. do it. Right. it yeah. you know, not, yeah. Look, Jackie Robinson had to go through it, and that's, that's bigger than what Branch Rickey did. But, I mean, that's well, a big step, too. It's, 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 it's almost on par because you what, what someone like Branch Rickey faced – Mm -hmm. Oh my good! You, I don't think you could fathom what, right. what, no. what he encountered. Yep. Nope. So one. that's mine. Mine is a little more juvenile. <clears throat> I want to have Shocking. yeah. I want to have beers with John Daly. Yes. 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 Yeah. And and the, the reason is why is that juvenile? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my and my thought is because if if you're out drinking with John Daly and you don't get laid, it's because you're not trying. Right. Like, what? Like, I mean. This, this is perfect. Not only are you are you with the right. you, a, a phenomenal top golfer, but a guy legendary for his partying. You know what? And, I, I'm not even so sure I would go the route of if you're with him, you're sure to get laid. I think you're just sure to have the best time <laughs> you're in your at a, life. You're I don't know if time. the girls are. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there might be some 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 you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What kind of women does John attract? Well, he, I I mean, he was a spokesman for Hooters. I mean, is there ever, <laughs> have there ever been a more perfect like sponsorship than than John it Daly? And it, is a, it is a match made in heaven, isn't it? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. He is, I mean, there are mold breakers and then there's mold breakers. That's <laughs> and we talked right. before on an earlier podcast about Steve Elkington telling the story oh, yeah. how he's in Australia and these Australian real football or rugby guys. 
he takes off his shoes, and before you know it, they're going, God, I mean, John Daly, I mean, you, you just don't even... He was kind of like the Chris Farley stories. I used to work right, with yeah. a guy named Bill, and he told about a story when he was in a Madison bar. Christ, he's, I think he was about Farley's age or would be. Bill's alive. Chris is dead. But uh, talked about how that is who he was. He had encountered him in a Madison bar, and as you imagine, he was getting swamped. This was SNL days. So mm -hmm. It wasn't his whatever. That was, and there was every indication that's how he led his life entirely. Um, um, in public, but private, a very sad, sad thing. Oh, the story about, about Farley's death is just oh, horrible. It's, it's like horrible. Chasing the hooker so, wait, wait, out wait, of wait, the wait, room. Wait. Yeah, we don't oh. want to go with that. I mean, no. about, <laughs> there's a whole lot of deaths like that from mm -hmm. Belushi to, yep. you know, yep. name them. Right. Um, but, yeah, but the fun part of Chris, which was his persona, that was real. I know we're talking about John Daly, right. but don't you think of him it's kind of the same in a way? It's the same yes, type of person, absolutely. right? Well, and he's almost, John Daly is almost a living like Bill uh, Billy Madison. Yes, you he know, is. bringing this just <laughs> barroom redneck. Just uh, oh, by the way, John Daly isn't going to win a lot of majors, but he's really been in the top what twenty five golfers. How many times was right. he oh, in the yeah. top? Whatever. Yeah. But the dude was he golf. ever like the top five or ten for I mean, a year? He, I, he won a U.S. Open, I know. I don't know what he else did win he did. You, you don't see number one, you don't win a major by accident. That's four right. days, that isn't slopping into anything. Right. And he's still there. It's not like he fell off the planet. Like, um, How old is he? Oh, Jesus. He's 50. Hold on, I'm going off 53? Uh, 70, about 73, though, body wise. Oh, he yeah. I mean, yeah. Hold on. I don't it's kind of amazing he hasn't gone the Farley route. And, yeah, and, and yeah. 54 years old. Oh, I don't, good I don't, job. Have coach. there been any indications of him going the drug route, though, more That's than That's a good beer, question. I don't know. Is, is he just, just a, a party? I know he smokes I, and drinks. Sure. And, maybe he's not a, a cocaine kind of guy. Yeah, I, I don't so. know. Maybe not. John Daly has five PGA Tour wins, three hmm. European Tour wins, one Asian Tour win, two Sunshine Tour wins, one Corn Fairy Tour win, and one PGA Tour well, let's championship. Let's pretend he didn't win the Corn Fairy one. He <laughs> won. Uh... He won the PGA Championship in 1991 and the Open Championship yeah. in 1995. The British Open. Oh, so he's won two. He's two, won two majors. Two majors. Okay. That's that's a resume for anyone. Absolutely. Yes. And, and with even without those, he would go down as a, a folk hero just for being. John but, Daly. But, but it helps to but it helps to to, to, to be a to really, be really good golfer. Really good too. So does it say how many clubs in the water? <laughs> or how many times he peeled his shirt off on the course and just no, like but if, fanned uh, his armpits? I do own a pair of his shoes, by the way. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, ten and a half. So oh I yeah, I saw them. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. Shit, that's cool. Coach, that you know what? That's awesome that you say that because mine is Tiger Woods. Oh. And for the. He's the it's prodigy. Interesting, because mm. I'll be talking about him later. Go ahead. He, oh. Like the ooh, <laughs> the prodigy of growing up as somebody who is enthralled in the game of golf, just to be around that, to see what's going on, and then the meticulousness that he has to do, or that he has to do on a daily basis to to maintain the uh, level of. Uh, performance that he had prior to his incident and then the whole 
hookers and blow and cheating on your wife and getting your window smashed out by your wife and the drunk driving arrest that was more of a mixture of the of his medications and just to be like the fly on the wall with him for a while to see him during that era Mm -hmm. and then later on in his life when he's more of the father figure the more of the I've grown and learned yeah. from my mistakes type thing. Okay, I don't I don't want to be a dick, but is that would you want to have a beer with him? I would want to have a beer with him and talk to him and, okay. and learn like what what did you do? Why what why? if he's not allowed to have a beer based on his past issues? Well, then he can have a, a Shirley Temple and I will drink a beer. Okay. And we I want to talk well, to him about why how what led him because he he had a smoking hot wife. He had kids at the time. Julian Norton. And, and so, why would he go about doing the things that he did on a regular basis? Because who, was Elin, who was Elon Nordic getting a nanny for? I don't know. How did they get introduced? Oh, oh I don't know. Oh, Anybody? Oh, oh, Five oh, seconds. Five, oh. four, three, two, oh, one. Oh, Last chance. Yes for part of it. Yes. Yes. Oh, the and weird, the yes, weird after, after, after the swinging golf club at the Escalade, Jesper was the only guy, and the media did a pretty good job of knocking it down, basically said Tiger's a really bad human being because he loved Elon, and he's the reason they were together. Yep. No kidding. So I, I want to see if that moment in his life had any sort of growth because everything that you see in, a great, great in, topic. in the media, everything you see now is that he's this father figure. He's grown up. He's not that idiot that he was back then. She's still I dating Lindsay Vaughn. No, no, that no. he's no. with, uh, 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 he's uh, moved uh, on to. Yeah. They're, they're like, getting, uh, like a, one of the bar managers for one of his restaurants yes. or something. Great. Yeah. Really? yeah. Oh. She was, she was the one that was with him when he won the masters. Oh, After he okay. had that like iconic moment with his son and his kids, you know, yeah, it, yeah, that that's who I think that's who. He's well, and and doing. and we're talking like we want to have beers with these people. We we're, we don't want to have the interview person. We want to have a legit conversation with yeah. them because right. you can sit down and have an interview conversation. We're talking, you're not going to get shit. No, it's an in depth. I'm picking your brain, and they're going to answer honestly. Yeah, and, and, and I think part of this category as we move forward is we're making some assumptions. That these people share, even though they're highly right. unlikely. So you bring up Tiger Woods, the odds of him sharing are zero. But this category, we is, like, we're, we're, they are actually willing to answer we inject them with truth serum, yeah, well, and they have to talk. Right. But the reason why I said it's interesting because I had just recently read a an article involving John Daly and and Tiger Woods. So I'm going to bring this up because it's fucking hilarious. Uh, this I, I've seen the post in several different. Um, um, networks. This is from 2018, but it was the New York Post. I've seen it in something um, more recent than that. But uh, there was a classic in two, uh, the Target World Classic or the Target World Challenge in 2004. Uh, John Daly and and uh, Tiger Woods were both playing in that. And they the story is um, John Daly was sitting at the bar drinking with some buddies. And he no he saw Tiger walking out, and uh, he goes, uh, "Hey Tiger, come have a drink with us." And he's Tiger's dressed up in slacks and his you know golfing stuff. He goes, "No, I'm gonna hit a few balls." Well, apparently, he returned about three hours later, and Daly was still in the bar drinking. And he goes, uh, he he comes back. He's in the gym in gym shorts, and John Daly says, "I'm like, what the hell are you doing now? Come have a drink with us." And uh, 
He goes, well, I'm going to go work out, Tiger says. And uh, John goes, come have a drink with us. Seriously, you've been out here for nine hours. I've been drinking for nine. At least have one with us. And, uh, and yeah. Tiger, Tiger Woods responds, no, Daly, if I'd had your talent, I'd be doing just what you're doing right now, too. Oh! If John Daly, if he had John Daly's talent, he would be sitting drinking at a bar, too, but Tiger's better than that. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. Dick. That's 2004, though. So, wait, though. Is is Tiger saying, Tiger's hey, saying, John, yeah. you have more talent than me. I have to work no, to be no, this no. good? Or no. is, is he saying, you're shit, so you might yeah. as well drink? I, I'm as good as I am because I put in the work. You're not that great, so you can just continue to drink. Yeah. And um, wow. I, can't, I can't wait to, to share mine. So, <laughs> so good. Um, that's good. Yep. It's going to be curious. So, we're going to move on here. Um, same... Uh, same topic, non-sports person. I'm going to go with Winston Churchill. And Winston Churchill's a drinker, known <laughs> oh drinker, God. acknowledged drinker. Actually made fun of people who didn't drink. Winston Churchill. I would like to talk to him after he was uh, treated poorly several years. I don't know the exact dates, but of course, I, I think a lot of people could make the case that Winston Churchill um, uh, saved great Britain and was certainly a very strong leader. There's history people that go back and forth. I'm not smart enough, nor do I delve into it, but I will just tell you that he shows has shown incredible leadership as I stand, and I would love to talk to him. You don't have a beer with him, I don't imagine. I think you have 12, and he would drink under the table, and you'd You'd probably have to do can several have, days, but can he have a beer with Winston Churchill, or you got to drink whiskey, like a whiskey, whatever scotch, he drinks? Yeah. yeah, I think I think he did, but I mean, just that topic Couple alone could be huge. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to leave it very brief. Winston Churchill, I would like to drink with Josh. Well, again, I'm going to go a little more juvenile on this one. I want to sit down. I want to drink with porn legend Ron Jeremy. Nice, well done. Yeah, because it, just for the fact that you can say you drank with Ron Jeremy. And you do have that. And right. second of all, just to hear the stories. But can you? But can you ask him questions that haven't been asked? Can you ask him questions where he's like, "Oh shit, is he in jail right now too?" I don't know. Is he? I think he's been accused of like a dozen sexual assaults. Well, well, <laughs> they're probably all filmed. <laughs> I, I mean, the evidence is probably right there. But you know, for for the <laughs> the guy that was like the. <laughs> The, the head honcho of the golden era of porn, I think that would be cool. I would like to drink with Ron Jeremy. And to hear his story about, like, because he tried to go mainstream and wanted to be an actor. And yeah. There, no, was that, there was that documentary, <laughs> I don't know, The Hardest Working Man in Porn. Yes. It was a documentary about Ron yep. Jeremy. It was ultimately really sad because it's just, it's not a good life no. that, that Ron Jeremy's living. But... It's a little bit like a pro wrestling life, right? It's just like, just wait for the... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just wait for the, the corner. Right. Yeah. So I I would like to drink around Jeremy. Nice. Nice. Like yeah. I, I, I want a little more entertainment on my uh, non sports person. And I it's a toss up for me because I think they'd both be really fun. Uh Samuel L. Jackson or Denzel Ooh. Washington. Like sitting Ooh. down, chatting with them, having some beers. Sam Jackson would be just a fucking hoot, I think. Yeah. Just just the things that he's I mean, have you ever heard him uh, narrate that uh, children's book, Go the Fuck Go to Sleep? Go the Fuck to Sleep. Fantastic. It's an Onion book, isn't it? The, I think it is. It, it's a legitimate book. You can purchase it. Right. I mean, this isn't just a fake thing. You know? Right. It's, it's a legitimate book. Fantastic. Really? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. The way and he enunciates it, it's, oh, yeah. it's so good. I, You know, just the, the persona that you see, I want to see if that's real life and just hang out with him. Because if that's real life, this is going to be a fucking ride. If his Twitter feed is, is legitimately him, then that's him. Like, yeah. he's just sort of out there and... Cool as hell. And the guy that you want to... You know, that you would sit down at a bar for six or seven hours with, knock back, you know, a dozen drinks and just have a hell of a time. Right. Yeah. No, I like it. That's a good one. Okay. Good category, folks. Yeah. Um, we're going to revisit this. I think all of us had a one, two, three, four list or whatever. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Josh, and 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 kind of draft us from here. Okay. Let's just a little bit into, into baseball a little yep. bit. Um, I want to know everyone's feelings on bat flips. Because now it's a thing. It seems to be very polarizing topic. How do you feel about bat flips? I think we're going to all have the same sort of opinion on this, but I think it's worth bringing up. So, Justin, why don't you start it off and give us your thoughts on the bat flip? On the bat flip, I, you know what? It's the one opportunity for a player to truly celebrate something huge happening. They're scoring a point, a run, a something for their team uh, when it comes after a home run mm -hmm. i'm fine with it don't be a gigantic douchebag about it but i if you're gonna flip the bat you know so be it it's no different than a celebration in uh, uh in football uh, one of those end zone little choreographed routines that they do it's no different than uh, a soccer player sliding across the field uh after a goal I, you know what? I'm fine with it. If you're not being uh, a total D-bag about it. If you're not, if you're not running down the first baseline, you flip the bat at the pitcher or like use the bat as the, as the, uh, riding the bull type of thing. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. If you're going to flip the bat and just celebrate, enjoy you scoring. And you know what? As a baseball purist, or I'd like to think that I'm more on the pure side of baseball. Mm -hmm. This bugs me a little bit. There's an inner turmoil with this. But I sort of, at this point, say fuck it to the um, to the part of me that says, well, this is against what you would do in 1926. Do it and, and it's about entertainment, and it's about truly celebrating a momentous moment in a game. A momentous moment. Nice word, douche. I am not an oratorialist. Orator? What? A momentous moment. It is a very big moment moment. <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I, yeah, I caught it. I got to have a few more of these beers, I think, to get myself going. Well, that, that, I'm fine with it. Well, and, and so I'll, I'll put this to you. It depends on the situation to me. It's a, it's a touchdown celebration. Well, and, and yeah, that's, that's you, the thing. You can't bat flip when you're down five runs in right. the eighth inning and you hit a solo home run. Right. That's if you, ridiculous. If you score a touchdown and you're down 42 to nothing and you start celebrating like a big old bag of douche, right. um, you're going to get called out for it. And then it's a little, but you know, it's all circumstantial. What if that's your first home run in your career? You're down 10, nothing. This is your third at bat as a major leaguer and you hit your first home run. You know, you're going to lose anyway, but this is a moment, momentous moment <laughs> for you as a, as a player you know, this is celebrate. I think you should say momentous occasion. Momentous occasion, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I, now I'm stuck on momentous moment. We're going to count how many times I can say that today. Yeah. I, I, you know what? It's it's like any other celebration. You can't. There's not a whole lot of of things that you can do to celebrate uniquely in the game of baseball. 
So well, yeah, you've got that opportunity. Whatever. And pitchers walk off the mound pumping their fists, right. like doing the, you know, putting their face in the mitten. Fuck yeah, they're clearly three, saying. They can do that three times an inning mm-hmm. if, they, if they strike out a side. You, and you see the pitchers, the Trevor Bowers, that do the thing every time they right. every time they strike somebody out. And, so. and at what point does a bat flip, how, does that, how is that showing up the pitcher? They're not show, staring down the pitcher. Right. They're not pointing at the pitcher. Right. It's it's throwing the bat in the dugout. And I you, mean, you know what? Throw a better pitch next time, and you won't have that happen to you. Well, and and, and again, it's not like a home run is a regular occurrence. How right. often do you hit a home run? The best in the world hit them at a one in out of ten at bat clip, and that's if you're the Mark McGuire's juicing. Right. It's one in twenty at bats. If you're great, if, if you have a good not, season, if you have a great season, an, an all-star caliber season, you're hitting 30, 35 home runs in a season right. at five hundred at bats. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Travis, yes. your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think we're going to agree on this. Um, I'm I'm fifty two, but look at this as an older person. Um, I don't. I, I just don't like it at all, and in some cases, it's worse than than others. I, I, I'm surprised that you're surprised at what I say. Hmm. And I, I, I guess, uh, what what is a bat flip? I, demonstrative behavior over and above. Um, I don't like it. Uh, coach brought up a couple things that I jotted down: choreographed NFL routines. Hate that. Soccer celebrations. Hate that. So if that's your comparison, I, I get off my lawn. <laughs> And yeah. now it's old guy moment with Travis. Well, I, I, you Travis know what? is really showing his age right now. <laughs> I, I, and I preface that, and I understand it could be an age thing, and it could be a generational is thing. Is the difference in spiking a football, though? Huh? Is spiking a football when you get in the end zone okay? As simple as spiking a football. As well, simple well, as spiking what, a football. What's apples and apples, and what's apples and oranges? I, I think that hitting a home run, that doesn't mean you can't celebrate at all. That doesn't mean you can't pump your fist. That doesn't mean you can't put your hands up. That doesn't mean... You know, I, I just really think a bat flip is a dick move. It looks like a dick move to me. Not everybody's going to agree with it. I think it's, some of it's going to be a generational. I mean, we're talking about it because it's an issue, right? Right. We're, we're, not, we're not taking that as... Right. I, um, and, and, and you brought up the pitcher stuff, yelling into the glove. That's new shit, too. I hate that. So let's not just oh. say because pitchers do that, it's okay. Let's say... Um, it, it, we're never getting it back, and, and this is generational. I fully recognize how I'm viewed by some for saying that. I get that, um, you know, um, but, but keep in mind, if you're 25, 30 now thinking one way, you are going to think a little bit differently about things. So I, I just don't like it. We, we could talk for a, a long time. Um, you know, it's a relatively new thing in the world of baseball. It does come with a millennial generation. It does come with the look-at-me generation. It does come with the expressive behavior. But listen, spiking a football is a celebration, but what the NFL has become is just a fucking travesty. But it's I'm it, done. It started with, with Jose Batista. When he just we, well, but we talked about that. And we we agreed that it was okay under those circumstances. Sure. Do you remember mm-hmm. when I said under those circumstances, World Series? Game on. It, it that, that, a, that is it one percent of the backflips that that, that, that that happened. Time and place to well no, if you Listen, so I'm going to say what he did was okay, and I saw it, and that's because of the circumstance. If you're not smart enough to see the difference between that and your bat flip in the fourth inning of game 42 in fucking Cleveland, I don't care. No, but that wasn't directed at you. I'm just talking about in general. There is time and place. I mean, and that's what Justin and I said, though. If it's like a meaningless, if it's a meaningless home run, but you see that 
all the time. I don't know that you see it that often. There's tossing your bat, there's celebrating a home run, and then there's the exaggerated bat toss, the exaggerated bat flip. And here's the thing. What's exaggerated bat toss and what's reasonable? I will tell you, there are bat flips that didn't happen 15 years ago that I'm fine with. So don't think I'm saying you can't flip the bat at all. I would put in the, if a normal person as a pitcher would look at that and say, hey, fucker, Whatever that line is. But pitchers are so goddamn sensitive, it Maybe seems they like. shouldn't it's be. The and the pitchers millennial pro- generation. It's millennials all the way around. One millennial's being offended by the other the, millennial. I, I don't know about that because there are so many like old school pitchers, pitchers that get all grumpy. Be, if you don't walk away from yeah. home plate fast enough, who know I'm going to hit the next yeah. guy. That's and that, and those bullshit. Are all, and those are all bullshit rules. Mm-hmm. A pitcher shouldn't be yelling in his glove, which... The media doesn't hear, but it's fuck yeah, fuck that. It's like, oh, douche move shouldn't do it. Probably worse than a bat flip. Oh boy, I don't know. Like, so. Hey, Badgers play football on Friday. They play on Friday? Friday. Hey, really? I, I told you we would disagree on it, but I don't think we're that far apart because I'm not saying that any flipping of the bat. I, I like exuberance. I'm not 1920s. Baseball, but that's just keep the dickish, really blatant stuff. Congratulations on your home run, sir. Thank you. That was a fine slider. A tip of the cap to you. And I think both of you understand where I'm going, and you don't see it the same, but I don't think we're maybe as far apart as as you think on that, because neither of you guys want to see some flaming asshole out there misbehaving no, and then no, just no, no, put no, it in no, the no, category no. Ah, it's exuberant a home runs a, no it's and oh by the way a home run isn't i don't think quite a soccer goal no no it's, no, it's no absolutely not and, okay and and it's yeah it's got to be a time and place if it's to put you up one nothing the second inning you don't fucking flip your what bat do you, what right? do you think we're up to you josh uh, I, I think i've expressed hey. my, okay. my my views so we're moving on let's move let's move on uh let's do a cool death story because I think we need some morbidity. Yes. Justin, you going? I don't know why I got to pull it up. Yeah, that's what she said. Cool, isn't the cool death stuff kind of really awful, but kind of cool? Isn't that kind of, of our moniker we're using? Yes. Tra- I have four. Tragic, and, and but our rule cool. of no mask. Four? I have four. No, you don't have four. No, you have one. <laughs> can, okay, I'll have one. Can we go around the circle? I have like a hundred of these. So unless we're doing... We're gonna One. do this every week. I know you struggle every time to come up with a with a Gruber or Bruce. I so I don't struggle with coming up with funny dads. Right. So just bank them and use them as we go on. That way you, you won't be sitting there struggling to come up with everything else you struggle to come I need up to, with. I need to. I will do one. It'll go around, and then I might do one or two more. Just because this is this is where I think I can bring the content. All Whereas right. my content <laughs> up to this point and later may not be as great. All right, I guess you got something you can bring. Go ahead. Well, now you got me all messed up. Well, this will be a, mon- a momentous moment. Moment. In 2017, Rebecca Berger, she's 33 years old. She's a fitness blogger and a model. She died after a pressurized canister of whipped cream exploded and struck her in the chest. She went into what? cardiac arrest. Stop and there! Died. It's great. <laughs> Could it be better? Wait, if she's a fitness blogger, why does she have whipped cream? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I remember <laughs> seeing this on like a short little blog, like a "Hey, look how this person died" thing. And uh, yeah, yeah, she whipped cream. Hey, you know what? Even fitness bloggers can have a little whipped cream. I guess so. But was she like doing the 
Oh, I really hope so. I, I tipping it up and like blasting whipped cream was, right I hope she was like deep throating that <laughs> whipped cream canister, and the thing just exploded, ricocheted off something in here. I'm just curious about the 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 mechanism of injury in this case. No. Then I think I think it's best to let our listeners imagine. <laughs> yes, yes, just imagine mechanism of injury. Oh, there's. Yeah. I, I want to say a little bit of the whipped cream dribbled down her chin when she died. Okay. <laughs> Sadly, Professor Alexander Zankov. Oh, good! Died I like in this already. 2001, yes. quaffing poisonous methanol. <laughs> Russian professor. He was at Oxford's University <laughs> Hydrology and Ecology Center. He shot colleagues by drinking laboratory ethanol. Uh, I bet he shocked him. <laughs> yeah. The result: professor slow lingering death, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He made a mistake and drank a beaker of methanol instead of ethanol, which is five times as toxic. <laughs> Since Zankov had joined the department, their rate of ethanol use had greatly increased due to his guzzling. <laughs> his co-workers had raised some concerns about his behavior, but here we go. They said, this is quote-unquote common practice in Russia. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, wow. His last words before drinking the beaker were quote-unquote out. We'll soon find out if I'm a scientist or Zankot, Alexander. No, I think he was. I think he forged new, uh, <laughs> new roads and the. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, he. Um, right. Had he drank ethanol? Oh. Some some bad bad decisions. I, well, Where are we at, buddy? Where oh, are you at? All right, Josh. All right. <clears throat> In 1911, Daredevil Bobby Leach was the second person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Nice. The first person was a woman. Bobby Leach was the second one. He went over... Successful or dead? Successful. He lived. <laughs> okay, because you didn't say that. So. Oh, sorry, right. yes. He lived. He was the second person. Many deaths, I think, before that. Yeah, yeah, right. He, um, he, I think he broke both kneecaps, broke his jaw, but he lived. He was the second person. Good for him. About 15 years later, he slipped on an orange peel... Broke his leg, got gangrene, no, and he died. Did. Yes, Fantastic. he did. Oh my god. You survived going over Niagara Falls in a barrel, and then you slipped on an orange peel. Not a banana peel, but an orange peel and died. Yeah. That is amazing. Right. Fantastic. Isn't that not like the equivalent of walking out of the Vietnam jungle and, and, and like getting hit by a car? Yes. Like, or or that, that lady that like survived that plane crash in San Francisco and got hit by the fire truck. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. She she was the only fatality. Yeah. Yes. No, maybe three, but two were I think there uh, were three on the plane. I thought she was the only one that I died. Think, you know what? I she, well, was a, she was a Chinese student. Yes. But, yeah. but whatever. Yep. You know, you walk you walk away, you went over Niagara Falls, woo, made it. Woo! <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. All right. Where are we at? Did you want to do another one, Justin? Or no, we'll move on. I'll, I'll save. I'll save. Save them. Okay. Save them. All right. This. Let's see where we're at. Hold on. Let me check my itinerary. Do we need a break? Or are we good? Well, let's take I, a mini break. Let's take a mini break. Okay. Hold on. Let me pause. Play some uh, going away music. I'll have lots. All right. We're back. Look at the little pieces of crust that's still left in my pie tin. Anyway, uh, moving on. Okay. Um, let's talk about two things that you do better drinking than you do sober. Travis, this was your topic, I think, or 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to start it out? Dice and pool. I'm going to start with pool. Oh, I, I almost yeah. said pool. I don't play pool very well um, sober. Kind of an edgy thing. Everything about it is feel and you get start um, rethinking every shot, lining up um, to be good at it. it it's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. So I'm not talking um, the 12 beer route, but a good buzz with pool. You absolutely positively shoot better when you're not good. If you're a professional, well, drinking would probably hurt you. Sure. But when you're a mid range average player, drinking absolutely helps. Dice, oh boy, how do, uh, yeah, how how do you is... throw dice better? I'm talking about traps. And for the 0.5% of our listeners that play craps, um, it has to do with motion. And if you believe in the craps gods, even though when they leave your hands, mathematically they should come down at the same percentages over thousands of rolls. Craps players know that there is a such thing as craps gods. And if you're loose, kind of like playing pool, if you throw those dice, you want to have them hit the green felt and then bounce up to the back. And you have a higher likelihood of not throwing a seven because you don't want a seven out. And when you're uh, free flowing and you got half a buzz on, it's kind of like a pitcher in a zone. You can pick up those dice and you can hit that spot every time. Um, doesn't mean anything to, to, to most folks. And it's like, okay, idiot, say something else stupid. But I will tell you that um, there is something to be said for that. Dice and pool are two of... Oh, by the way, I had a long, long list that I had to narrow down. I'm not so sure we don't need to do this every time. Uh, I'm that, That's bullshit, by the way. There's no way that drinking affects dice. Throwing. It absolutely, it absolutely affects does dice. Not. And I will bring on one or two podcast guests that will prove it. That's utter... Bullshit. There's it's not no utter way bullshit, that it affects Jeff. the way if, if it hits the back wall that it rolls differently. It's bullshit. It's not the roll itself. It's how you release it which affects the roll. Hey, Josh, when was the last time you played craps? I don't care. This is so physics. Don't, so don't, so don't this wait. This is yet. physics. So, so stay in your lane, Josh. Stay in your lane, Josh. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Fine. I'll go on to mine. My first one's easy. Talking to human beings. Accurate. Perfect. I really can't say much more than that. I have, as I mentioned, a little touch of social anxiety sure. disorder. Yeah. I had some of it today when somebody came into my office and I just wanted them to leave, even though they were the nicest people in the world. It's like, please get the fuck out because I'm done with this conversation and I don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. And it's not even just me being like a crab ass, like, get away from me. It's like, I'm very yeah, uncomfortable in my... Temperature's going up. Please get away. If I had a f- few more beers, I don't give a shit. I'll talk right. all day long. No, I love that. Right. Second one is, is foosball. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah. As you can see right behind me, there's a, a foosball table. I, That's in Okay. Very, very, uh, very. Behind you. Yeah. Go ahead. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, to what level? When, 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 do, when does the diminishing returns kick in? Oh, I've got to have, I would say probably... Th- three, three to six beers is probably my my peak, and, my and peak I, foosball ability. And I think that that that's cool for me too. Yeah, because yep. that's that fine line of concentration. I can concentrate on a pool shot, and, and pool everybody understands. Everybody's played whether they're decent or not. But we're talking those long shots. Those if you want to give yourself a better chance to be loose, not not overthink it. And and with 
Fool's Ball, it's a fast game. It's different than right. Pool, right? But yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yep, absolutely. Play better with a little bit of a buzz on. And I've done both, and I have to have I bet, yeah. the aiming fluid. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, pool was in my top two as well uh, for all the reasons that we've explained already. Okay, and so that was one of your two. Yep. Pool. Pool yeah. and darts. Darts, I'm yeah. a better dart player. And sure. It's the same thing. I, I, don't, know know it. It. I don't know who isn't. Yeah. Maybe the idiots that actually take it seriously. Well, even even if you watch even if you watch those dart competitions on ESPN, like the national championship type things that they put on there, they've got beers on their table that they walk back. Do they really? Yeah, really? yeah. So oh, that's so, pretty damn cool. So I, I I played at a number of Wisconsin State foosball tournaments. Shocking. Yeah, and um, one of them was in conjunction with the uh, state pool tournament, and those people take their shit seriously. They've got their little cases. That they sling oh, yeah. on their back like a quiver yeah. with their pool yes, sticks and I all that a, shit. I have a case. Meanwhile, foosball players are getting just fucking shit-faced like while the tournament's going on. So you're, you're saying, essentially, that yeah. uh, pool players are not athletes and pool is not a sport, much like bowling is not a sport. Oh. I think we covered that last time. Yes, we yeah. did. Absolutely. I, you know, I had some feedback from a couple of listeners uh, that have a bowling to pick with you. Your, uh, <laughs> bowling is not a sport thing. It, it is isn't a sport, and I would be more than happy to talk to them. <laughs> Fantastic. I was at a foosball tournament where a potted plant was thrown into a hotel swimming pool yes. later on. What, in the just night. one? <laughs> so <laughs> right, weird, huh? What you're saying is foosball is like full of John Daly. What, 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 she didn't lose somebody Daly. jumping off that? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> You were ranked as a foosball player, weren't you? Or was um, that Dungeons and Dragons? No, I don't think I was technically ranked. Now I which one? <laughs> I, can't re- I can't remember if it was foosball which, or Dungeons and Dragons. Neither of them are even to be proud oh, no. of. No, I'm like, which one's <laughs> worse? Jesus, what's like... worse? Would you rather be called a pedophile or a good foosball player? <laughs> well, I don't think. <laughs> or maybe more accurately, Dungeons and Dragons guy. <laughs> Well, there's some it, good people that are good at foosball, but <laughs> I don't think it's quite that bad. But <laughs> well, well. Shut oh, up. Yeah. put a lot of time on the foosball table, you fuckers. Hey, you, you better be a foosball player. Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a... <laughs> oh, I don't like you guys anymore. All right, that's bullshit. All right, where are we going? Uh, uh we all covered rival player. You hate playing against, but deep down you actually respect. There, we all have players. Well, Justin, maybe you're. I don't know, maybe this doesn't include you, but we all have players that we hate seeing on the other team. We hate seeing them come up to bat. They always seem to mm-hmm. kill us. They're Brewer killers. We hate them, but deep down you we say would. All sports, I hope. I right? said yeah. all sports. Okay. Sorry, I, I was first. using the Brewers on this. Yeah, go ahead. I go first. Go ahead. Because when when you brought up this topic initially, um, I racked my brain for. Brewer rival players that I had respect for. And at the very least, or at the very most, I should say, I could just come up with ambivalence. And I know you're going to bring up one person later on that I would think probably if he played a different sport against my rival, that I would respect him more. But for whatever reason, baseball players and rivals on the, the Cardinals or the Cubs... I can't get past the team that they play on, and at the very most, I'm ambivalent toward them. At the very least, I would like them to die in a fiery plane crash or something. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to football for this because sure. I've become less and less mm, 
interested in it or uh, passionate toward it. And so you don't have the fire that I you... don't have the fire like yeah. I do with the brewers. Yep. And and my and this is gonna be great pleasure for you because he's a Chicago Bear, <laughs> Brian Erlacher. I oh. hated him on the field. <laughs> Absolutely hated him. He was a Packer killer. He was somebody that you could count on to just disrupt any sort of game plan that the Packers would put on. But in all of intents and purposes and all stories, Brian Erlacher is a good person. He's a good dude. He's gone kind of a little, little. <laughs> He's gone a little, a little uh, yeah. off. But he, you know what? Without getting in, I will be okay with this stuff that he said recently. So, um, I, for the most part, and so I, Brian Erlacher is the guy that you know I I look at as somebody who the Packers regularly uh, played against that caused a great disruption for for the Packers. That when I look at him, like, oh, I can respect that because he's one of the greats at a position that had great players in their franchise history. Yeah, and, and he wasn't an asshole on the field either. Right. You never saw him like no. like chop or uh, crotch chopping over the no. quarterback or no. anything like that. There was, never, there was yeah. never an, and I might bring this person up later, there was never an Indomitian Sue moment. It was never a, I'm going to, uh, it, it was never any of that. He, Brian Erlacher did his job. He's kind of douche, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he's been really, really good. Brian Erlacher is really, really good. He's in the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, I don't know if he's there yet. He, right? He's nominated. I don't, or, I don't think he's in time is, He's probably just at that mark, Yeah, he's right? probably right around that line. So he, he may be, he might have been a finalist this last year. Um, uh, he'll get there. He'll get there yeah. eventually. But he's one of the long line of great linebackers in Chicago Bears history that yeah. I, I respect. Yeah. Yep, yep. Travis? Same division. Really easy for me, and I don't even have to go deep down to respect him. That's Barry Sanders. Oh. What kind of details do you really have to go into? Yeah. Um, you know, we were, you know, during so many of Barry's good years, um, we were all so good, and we were we were beating the Lions, even though Barry would have these great games that we, mm -hmm. we would ultimately. Um, maybe one of the classiest guys in NFL history who was good, um, Barry Sanders, short yeah. and sweet. I think everybody gets it. How many years yeah. did he play? Oh, was it, it nine? It was less than ten, and he he went out in his prime too. Like he could right. he could have cashed in, had a huge contract, and and gone another. A pretty five unique cat. I mean, you don't see him. Has he surfaced on any kind of? No, any, any, not that I know. Just of. a unique guy, and, and maybe just maybe some issues were not wanting the limelight. I mean, it's unfair to bring that well, up. But did, didn't he say though that he didn't want to break Walter Payton's record? That's one of the reasons he left. Is he didn't want amazing. to break that record? That's that is unbelievable. That's what you could learn from that guy. Oh, by the way, Walter Payton, one of the classiest guys yeah, in right. NFL history. Saw yeah. him race once at Elkhart Lake. So he was I'm, in the Trans Am series, race car driver. Really? Yeah. I didn't he know. He was that. a really, really bad fiery crash once too. Yeah. Oh shit! Did, you didn't know he drew? I drove did race not cars? know that. He drove no. race cars. Drove. No, that wasn't drinking related, <laughs> by the way. It's just dumb related. Yeah, Walter Payton was really into into racing and quite good at it. Wow, I actually didn't know that. Barry Sanders uh, played ten seasons for, play the, ten. for the Lions, nineteen eighty nine through nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Which is ten, as opposed to the nine that you would count yeah. regularly. Sure. He had a, um, the most seasons tied with Walter Payton at ten for eleven hundred yards um, rushing in a season. Oh, I know. Most consecutive seasons uh, at ten. Uh, most seasons at thirteen hundred more or thirteen hundred or more yards 
per season tied with Walter Payton. He had the most seasons with rushing for more than 1,400 yards in a season at seven. He ended up his career with 1,500, 1,200, 269 yards rushing and 99 touchdowns in 153 games. 98 touchdowns. Hey, Google uh, Walter Payton car crash. Could you do that? So, can, Racing can, accident or whatever. Has there been any other franchises other than the Lions? My guess is 1988, 
in picking up a poor beer and uh, then dealing with the, the consequences that come of it. It has become a tick for me. Every time I go to Woodman's now, I have to look. And when I look at um, uh, when I look at uh, uh, beers, I have to think what is going to be the good beer that I can uh, that I can purchase. That's not going to disappoint the the two guys that I'm going to spend the next two hours with. Talking it's stressful. To. It's horrible. I hate it. Been there. And this this is worse now than the tick thing for me because it is. Oh. I would rather have my body covered in ticks than pick a incorrect beer that I think is going oh, to be good. That's not and everybody else. in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's, right. bad. it's bad. It, it's bad. No, no, I'm glad it affects you that way because I think it shows our, I, our level, our expectation level. I spent a half hour today at Woodman's trying to pick up this beer <laughs> because I didn't know if it was There's going to be There's probably like a 58-year-old cashier <laughs> that he was sniffing around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, ju, 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 Justin, they call me Coach. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. Well, okay, and, so, and, and it's true oh. because I remember after your blueberry debacle, you were texting me from the aisle, like, <laughs> which is bad. Which it, has, it has become. It's I, I, oh. I almost. This is something I care about more than doing poorly at my job. At this point. <laughs> sure, <laughs> if, sure. If no, I hey. if I go ahead and do something stupid at work, yeah. um, the effects yeah. of it, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, it is what it is. This is different. If right. I pick it, it's a, a higher poor bar. beer for this, I it devastates me and I will not be able to sleep at night. <laughs> and it shouldn't matter because you should just give us both a finger and say, buy your own beer it next should time. Be. Right. It, it should. Yeah. And and it, I could fall back on, well, we're trying all Wisconsin beers and we're not going to like all of them because right. not all beers are good or and, and everything is subjective and whatever. Some. But it's it's for for me to, to pick out a beer that would disappoint uh, two people in this capacity, it would be devastating to mm -hmm. me. Good. I oh, feel better about that myself. Vulnerability means a lot too. Mine is mascots, and I'm gonna say why. What my fear is? My fear is not of the mascot itself, like hurting me. My fear is being at a sporting event and a mascot coming up and trying to play a joke with me. And I and I have this. I have an absolute hatred for him. And I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that the mascot guys knows that they can get away with about anything, so they sense that the guy doesn't want to do any, doesn't want to have anything to do with the mascot, so they come up to him, they want to hug you, and they want to joke with you, and you, and, and your fear is, do I, like, push the mascot away and then look like that guy? I mean, you can't punch him, he's not going to get hurt anyway, but what do you do? And I will, I, I, uh, I have a fear that I get cornered by a mascot and that my interaction with him could be televised. And, yeah, and at the very least, it might be on the Jumbotron, and <laughs> you're going to be that guy that, that wouldn't play along and, oh, what a... Well, and that's it. In the back of your mind, if, if you don't have 50,000 people watching you or, or more, your reaction is, get the fuck out of here. But you can't do that because it's going to egg them on. Sure. They're there. They know you're a dink or being like a dink. They should be taking pictures with kids, right? But you see these mascots coming up. They'll grab, grab a guy's hat and pretend to hide it. They'll rub some bald guy's head. It's like, you know, go fuck yourself. You're 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 some pathetic human being in this mascot. Or you're either really young and trying. I don't know who you are, but you're no different than a clown, okay? <laughs> and we all know clowns are evil. <laughs> Well, and then, you know, some mascots are more aggressive than others. You have the San Diego chicken. 
You, you've is, seen some horrible behavior where they're lucky that they didn't get assaulted. But again, right. you punch a mascot <laughs> and you tackle one. You, I mean, you know you're you know you're they're gonna be helped immediately. You remember the legendary Tommy Lasorda video? I think so. The Philadelphia with a was, Philly was, fanatic was it? Was it? I think it was a Philly. Yeah, I think it was a Philly, Philly fanatic. fanatic. He, he yeah, had a Tommy sure. Lasorda like pissed, like, but like. He had a, a, a fake Tommy Lasorda or something, didn't he? I don't know. I, I think Lasorda like ripped it like Lasorda ripped it away and just like beat the the Philly fanatic with it. Like, oh, yeah. it was so good. All Where right, you at my irrational fear, and the the thing itself is not irrational, but my reason for fearing it is irrational. And it's whoops, it's uh, it's deep water. <laughs> And it's not deep water like in a swimming pool. I'm not worried about that. It's deep water in a natural body of water. Okay. I don't like being in the water. Now, I've been on Lake Superior in a fishing boat, like fishing for lake trout and, and, and whatnot. That was fine. There's a storm and everything. I was fine. If I'm in, in the water itself, I completely panic. I have to get out as soon as I can because I have some fear about not knowing the depth underneath me. And just the idea that there could yeah. be something massive underneath me. So you're thinking oh. more the the, the 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 fish, the aquatic life, versus somewhere some natural, I don't know, swirling thing's going to suck me under. Yeah, yeah. And it's even just knowing the unbelievable. There could be yeah. a mile of water, and right. how am I suspended above this? This doesn't make sense, right. kind of mm-hmm. thing. I don't know how abnormal that is. I, Again, I, I have a little bit of that. Yeah, I, and, and I'm very comfortable in the water. But yeah, the whole you know, yeah, mm, it I'm, makes I'm, me I'm really. Kind of I, I remember okay. getting like dumped off of a, you know, one of those long inner tubes where like six people ride on them. We right, were in yeah, like yeah. Mazatlan, and we all fell off. I had to get the fuck out of that water fast, and I kind of made at it a one five, which you presumably yes, I absolutely was, and I sort of made like an ass of myself. It was almost like the Michael Scott shoving women like out of, <laughs> out of, out of, out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I like. <laughs> get the fuck out of my way. I'm getting back on that boat or back on that inner tube. Oh, it George was... stands in the apartment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, that was me. So that's it. Okay, Deep good. water, I good. absolutely panicked Love with it. it. I, I found that Lasorda Philly Fanatic YouTube thing. We'll have to watch that in a little bit. Okay. okay. What's your rational fear, Justin? I did mine already. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I completely forgot about it. Was about that it. important? Yeah. <laughs> Dis- impactful. Dis- it, disappointing the uh, thoughts and opinions of two of my cohorts on this podcast obviously made no sort of uh, impact. No, in your well, it, it did with me. I thought you showed a side of you I've never seen. Well, it was you such a monumental moment to me that I... Fuck off. I... Alright. <laughs> uh, I'm only in this for Travis now. What about a type of alcohol you just can't drink? Tequila. I'm going to leave it at that. Sixteen years old, probably could have died. Swallow my own vomit, maybe. <gasps> Can't even smell it. Whatever, tequila. Ick, ick, ick. I'm done. Even in like a margarita or something like that. Or why would I drink margarita when I have about eight hundred other options? Guess that's a yes. I I will move on from that. Okay. Uh, tequila is also on my list. <laughs> as unless, it should be. Unless it is. it is in a margarita, and I can't. Tasted as much. So you can't do a shot of margarita. I can't do shot. shot I can't do a shot of tequila. No, that will make me vomit instantly. It has everything to do with college. When all of the mm. college house parties um, in the basement would sell shots, uh, three for a dollar, <sighs> three for a dollar shots of tequila, and it was like the crap tequila that they oh, were yeah. still making fifty bucks a bottle on. Yeah. Mm-mm, nope, can't do it ever since. 
Uh, my other two, uh, UV vodka, and it's specifically UV blue vodka. Oh. Can't do that. Or uh, brandy old fashions. And it oh. has to do with the... Uh, um, uh, a trip to Door County in which I vomited. But isn't that something where, where, where you do remember yep. like that? I can do whiskey old fashioned, and it had nothing to do with the brandy because it had everything to do with the probably 15 drinks I had before that and pitcher of beer after those 15 oh, drinks. I think, I think but the, that, it was one of my same it was store. One of my I breweries. Breweries. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was one of my brewery stores. But Your after mom that, was involved. yeah, there the the brandy old fashioned happened at the very end of that, and okay. that's what I put the connection to with this whole vomiting the next morning it had to have been the brandy old fashions because i've never vomited after drinking like that before but i had a brandy old fashioned and then i did so that's what happens and so in my head i've got this neurological connection between brandy old fashions and vomiting vomiting give me a whiskey old fashioned i'm fine with that That was gonna be my next question whiskey you can do, a whiskey I can old do fashioned, absolutely no problem but it's it's the brandy i can't do it oh that's interesting um, mine doesn't have a vomiting story. There's almost no alcohol that I can't drink. There's some that I don't like, but if you tell me that I have to drink a white Zin or a Moscato or a Riesling, yeah, really? no, no, no. Can't do any sweet whites? I, I, not that I can't do it. I can do it, I guess, if that's the only thing. Now, remember the, the religious wedding that I went to that yeah. was dry? If they said the only thing we have is white Zin, I would have pounded white Zin like, right. like crazy, but... That would be the last on, on my list. Like, it's just not, ugh, it doesn't do it for me. But I, I don't have one of those stories where I drank too much. Well, Dr. McGillicuddy seems to be up there for a lot of people, like peppermint yeah. peppermint liqueur. Like, yeah. if they, they'll end up barfing on that, and they'll, they'll remember the taste of it, and they can't go back to it. I don't have one of those. But it's, it's just, it's purely taste for me. Like, the white Zins, like, oh, God. Like, bleh. do you like a, Do you like red Zins? I love Oh, Zinfin? Yes, yeah. yes. Because, I mean, those are dark wines. Yeah. I, I like red wines. I really like those. But the white Zin is just not, I don't know. It's Interesting. Not, yeah, yeah. doesn't do it for me. Um. All right. I wonder what's the difference between red and white Zinfandel. What do you mean? Like, like how, how, does, how does the same grape make red and white wine? Well, we should have a Vinter on, and we can ask them sometime. Or, uh, or what's the uh, uh, a Sauvignon? Uh, uh, Sauvignon Blanc? No, no, the the the, the uh, um, guy at a restaurant that is the wine pair oh, is the master wine. I don't pair. know. It's um, oh, fella, I watched the documentary. Oh, on it. it's, uh, there's an actual name for that's, yeah, that's, that's come up. We'll shout it out when we when we. Hear that's it. their Move whole on. job, really. All right, it is very very rare, like only several hundred in the world kind of deal. Oh, you shit. have to get certified oh, by a group. It's unbelievable. It's, it's an elitist group. It's an elitist saying. group, and if you are one of these, you can you can pull a six-figure salary at a restaurant. Not even blanking. No, easily. Like, no that's shit. minimum. Minimum. Yeah, some of these people make millions of God dollars. God damn, I'm going to Something job. with air or something. Oh, all right. Uh, don't, don't look it up. No, we have to come up with it. Okay, move on, though. Douche of the week. I'm gonna go Tiger Woods, and <laughs> I. Uh, here's why I'm going Tiger Woods. I don't want to pat myself in the back, but I thought Tiger Woods was an arrogant prick well before the the marital stuff, and um, I, I don't like Tiger. He needs maybe the best individual athlete in the history of the world. I don't think that goes away, and what he did uh, recently with, with 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 winning the major is a comeback story that has no rival um amazing unexpected i mean who 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 didn't write him off right 
But Tiger's coming across as borderline human now is very, very calculated. Tiger is a prick at his core. He will always be a prick. And I don't even care about the wife stuff and, uh, and, you know, the pills and uh, the OWI stuff. Tiger at his core is an arrogant human being who we have to recognize as one of the best athletes in American history. But don't buy it. Don't buy it. Buy the comeback, but not him as a person. So that's where I'm at. Well, Justin bought it. He wants to have a beer with him. No, but, but that's I, not even so bad. I mean, I I, I think he would like to. I don't, I'm not I'm not selling the farm on Tiger Woods being a good person now. I I want to have a drink with him to understand right. his what it takes to be that great of an athlete in that great of a sport. Yeah. Or in that individual yeah, of a sport, it's. Yeah. I think he'd have a very fair question, but I think Tiger Woods is the last person that would have a beer with any of the three of us. Or, oh yeah. Or, or certainly not right. John Daly. Tiger. Yeah, right. Tiger, I mean, the, the story with Eldrick and Mom, I mean, Tiger is a product of what he, but but Tiger is an exceptionally big prick. And he doesn't live on the same planet that we live on. He doesn't live, well, does. but, but, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Sommelier. It's a sommelier. I'm the the wine person? Yeah. Sommelier. 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 You're right on that. I don't, yes. No. Did you look it up or come up with it? No, that just came to my head, so it could be very much wrong. No, 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 no. You were Sommelier or Sommelier. Yeah, it's not like the country. Sommelier might be it. Sommelier, yeah. No, very good. It's a. I watched a special on it. It was long with my wife because she's in the wine. Whatever it's about my wife, but it was a... But it was really an amazing story what they have to go through, and it is the equivalent of like SEAL team or budge training for wine. It's like really most really 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 good people don't pass. I mean, oh, and they're okay. Huh. It's, what it's, are you doing? Did, do we have it right? It's S O M M E L I. He was right. but it's no. I think it's Samoa. And I'm wrong for the people that are. Okay. Well, whatever. No one's looking to us for correct pronunciation on this. Um, my douche of the week is Johnny Manziel. Nice. They're good anytime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sommelier. 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 Well, that, that was good coming up with that. Yeah. That yeah. was impressive. Good work. Thank uh, you. When you talk about talent, completely pissed away. Oh yeah. On partying mm-hmm. and in the lies that he told the Cleveland organization. Which yes. is unbelievable. When you saw him in college, and you know those rumors are although he's a party guy, and but you know, okay, maybe who isn't in college? But the talent that that guy had, and the 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 speed that he pissed it all away in the in the NFL because he just could not get it under control. When your dad comes out and says, "Yeah, he's a druggie," everyone I'm worried knows about he's him a killing drug. himself. Yeah, dad and said that. he's like, yeah. if, if he has to go to jail, then he's going to go to jail. I don't want to bury What's him. What's rock bottom? I don't want to bury him. That's what it was. Right. I mean, that's and and okay. I'm not trying to make fun of a guy with with a drug and alcohol problem, but he was a complete he, douche. Yeah, he, he's a right. he, he's a he's a bigger dose of asshole prick than than dependency problem. Yeah, because there's a lot of people who are are sympathetic when they have alcohol and drug problems. I did not find Johnny Manziel sympathetic no. in any don't. way, shape, I or form. No, no, not at all. No, not at all. So that's okay, my douche good. of the week. I like it. Justin? I did my douche of the week already. Fuck, I can't keep this straight. You did. Who was your did douche? I do it? Who was your douche of the week? Did I not do it? <laughs> oh, damn it. 
That's because I referenced it earlier. Uh, it's in Dominican Sioux. Gamagatsu oh. is a gigantic douchebag. Oh, he's right? awful. Yeah. Just Boy, he, he, he's, his career. He's has top been, ten in sports yeah. history. It is the biggest douche. And I, you know what? I, I'm not going to belabor the point at all, but everything that is in Dominicansu and his attitude on the field and what he thinks is appropriate and not, I everything that is in Dominicansu can go fuck himself ever since the Chad Clifton thing. And it was even a little bit before that but once that Chad Clifton thing happened, I I was done with him. What did he do? Did he stomp him? I no, forget. I don't know if that was. Uh, I think Clifton was Warren Sapp, and it was another player oh, that he. I no, it yeah. was another player that sued. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, so he, he stomped, stomped him. on someone. He stopped him like right in the. Did he? Yeah. Was it in the? Face? It, it was in the face. Well, I think yeah, it was in the face. But, but he's, but he's no. Didn't Albert Sue, Albert Hainsworth was stomped yeah. the guy in the face. Didn't Sue stomp someone in the nuts? In the yeah, leg the nuts. Or yeah, uh, yeah. It wasn't Clifton. I thought Clifton had. The, it could be, but I thought Clifton. Oh, I thought Clifton, Clifton was the was, Warren Sapp. I and I thought Clifton got like the he, raw end of a couple of deals. He on could this have. One. He could I, have. I'm gonna look this up because I I know it was a, an offensive lineman for the Packers. I, I that, don't I don't think it was Clifton in this case. And if you give me the initials, I probably come up with it. But. All right. Well, you guys are looking that up. I'm going to move on to my Gruberism. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and for Here those for those that don't know, um, everyone knows who David Gruber is. If you've listened to this at all, what would we rather do or have done to us than listen to David Gruber's fucking tagline? For me personally, I would rather watch Lifetime Movie Network for eight hours a day for one straight week. That's all I can eight watch. Eight hours a day. Eight hours a day of watching yeah. the Lifetime Movie Network, then listen to one 15-minute, or I'm sorry, 15-second David Gruber commercial. I could tolerate any of those. Be true. Yeah. The Cheerleader Killed My Mother movies. Right. Weird Love Triangles. Then we, listen we have to that update on uh, Dominican Sue. Go ahead. It's Evan Dietrich Smith. Yeah, I thought that Clifton oh. and, and him were separate. And Albert Hainsworth was blank. Who knows who he did it to? But that was an altogether different one. Yeah. Who do you? What's your Gruber? Uh, you know what? My my Gruber uh, lifetime movie. Oh, that's hard to beat. It is because I, because that you, that sounds like non torturous necessarily, but but that would really be awful. That would be. Well, Criminally yeah, awful. Because you're watching old like sitcom right. people oh. like Nancy McKeon like playing the <gasps> the, the mother of someone who Joe Fax like yeah yes and who uh, hit, I had a hired crush a hit on, I had a crush on everyone Joe. did yes I liked her much better than Blair Bla- uh, Blair yeah that's right and anyway you kind of like Natalie didn't you. I, don't know what the hell you're talking about. I used to have a guy <laughs> we used to hang out with. He did this. Time. He was a bigger brand of guy, and he did this Natalie impersonation on a diving board. <laughs> Goddamn funny! Oh, My name Natalie. <laughs> it was really pretty brutal. <laughs> Go ahead, Coach. Who we got? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> this is before my time. Maybe, maybe he's a Gruber. Mrs. Garrett kind of guy. I don't know. Anyway, Justin, what's your Gruber? It's kind of ironic that you brought a television show into this yeah. because mine involves. Watching nonstop, twenty-four hours worth of C-SPAN. Ugh. I would rather sit Ugh. and watch twenty-four hours of C-SPAN. And if there's some like watching it, but you can't sleep during it. Right. It's oh. twenty-four hours straight. <laughs> you have to be awake. You have to watch it. And, and no alcohol. No alcohol. It's you are oh. sitting. You're sitting. No ice cream. No ice cream. Nothing. 
You're sitting in a wooden chair. You get water because you you might need that. Can you pee like once every while? Uh, in a but you have in to like have a it. two liter bottle that's sitting next to you. Okay. You can't leave. It's no, no, in a in a in a can, in a, can. a twelve ounce can. And then, that you and then you're actually worried about yeah. uh, you know a, yeah. a possible laceration. Yeah, yeah. at that point I just there, by the, the floor. But uh, <laughs> yeah, twenty four hours of C-SPAN, and it's not like. Um, if if it goes off air for a couple of oh. hours, you just stare at off air. They <laughs> that play would be like, a break. That'd that would be, be a break. No, they play like a best of C-SPAN, like some sort of debate on some budgetary ridiculous issue budgetary issue that that has no impact on you, <laughs> but they feel the need to argue about it. Oh. That's it. Some I would rather sub, do that. Some kind of subsidy like yeah. like you're yes. in the house. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mine's quick. It's All easy. Right. I won't have an explanation. Won't need one. I have it here. Here we go. I would rather be an old, fat, three-legged wildebeest in the Serengeti. That's awesome. You're right, it doesn't need an explanation. That's fantastic. <laughs> Your dinner. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, God. What's wow. <laughs> I, I, did you type that out, by the way? You typed I it out and printed have it. I needed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's typed out. I should have been able to remember That's 12 words. <laughs> That's, that's the Dwight Shrew pulling out the piece of paper. Yeah. I state my regret. I state my regret. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Yes, because I do not feel <laughs> But 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 it's the, the Lincoln Gettysburg theme. Short to the point, it's better. Right? right. It's not drag on. All right. Okay, where are we at? All right, Bruce us. What are we pissed about? What, Justin, you don't even have one, do you? Uh, Travis has one. This is where we air our grievances okay. as in Festivus. I'm going to try to keep this as brief as I can. I'm also going to do a little bit of a prologue here. And I guarantee that 90% of the listeners go, the oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> me too. Bear with me here. It is sports related. Somehow, bicyclists clog in the roadway. <laughs> Active very involved bicyclists with their Olympic outfits. Now, I used to live in an area where our roadways were clogged with them. Lois Creek Drive, County B, Lois, uh, West Lois Creek, Double H, the road I live on, chock full of them. It's chicken and the egg, folks. Are you an asshole and you become a bicyclist become that? Or are you a bicyclist first and you become an asshole? I have nothing against exercise, bicycling, sports, or whatnot, why in God's name do you become the way you do when you join a pack of bicyclists? Why are you the way that you are? Here's, yes, here's the thing. We, of course, have to be respectful of pedestrians and bicyclists and motorcyclists, but I got news for you assholes. Roads were built for motor vehicles. You're allowed to use them, but there's some rules. All right? You tell me why in God's name that I am driving the speed limit at 45 miles an hour, and I have to be all of a sudden become incredibly subservient to you blocking the entire roadway to the point where, but you can't honk because then you're going to get the whip the bird. You can't get too close because then you're endangering their lives. Every one of you assholes has a left-hand mirror that you see me, but you are making a point that it's your road, 
that you're the, I don't know, but what happens to you when you become bicycle guy? Why do you have to be in packs eight wide? Isn't it just safer to go like two wide and just stretch it out a little further? So us human beings, do you talk, do you communicate? Is it like a, a chat group or what? You can do better, you have to do better. I know there's good people that have become bicyclists that, 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 no, I mean in a group. Josh, have you, have you ridden in a group of these no. people? No. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about your average biker. I'm talking about probably a small percentage of people that get on a bike. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Maybe not everybody because you haven't traversed county roads where it's an issue. And I have done a couple times where I've had, I don't know if they thought I passed them too quick or whatnot, and I'm completely in the far left lane, and I get kind of one of these things. And it's only because the job that I had at the time where it didn't become an instant. Because it, because it would have been, hey, listen, you son of a bitch. You know, I'm not the bad guy here. Give me some room. It's a county road. Don't block me. I could go for a really long time. I've gone long enough. I would, I, please no. stop being who you are. So, I, I, I'm just, I, I applaud that a lot. Yeah. You know what? Can, can counties, you argue with it? I mean, am I? Counties, no. counties and uh, municipalities and states at that level put on, they create what's called bike trails. Designated okay. routes for people to ride their bikes on. Okay. Every one of us has driven up Galloway Street in Eau Claire. There is a beautiful bike trail on Galloway Street. My regular training route is up Galloway Street. They have a wide bike trail. I, there has been multiple times I have driven up Galloway Street and I've seen some guy... Yep. Riding on the road in Galloway Street. He always has a tight shirt on and his tight biking shorts riding on the road when there's a bike trail right next to him. No more than him. 10 yards off of the right. roadway. But he feels he needs to ride on the road for whatever reason. Maybe because, well, I don't want to run into a, a walker. That's why you yell on your left. Right. That thing is made for the bike. Get your little spandex shorts onto the bike path. Which is made for. It drives me fucking bonkers. It's ridiculous. Is there some like superiority complex that they think that they need to... Yes, it is. It makes it's, no sense. It's, it's, it's I go too fast for this bike trail, therefore I, if, I need to go on the road where the cars are. If you look I'm at convinced of it. any fucking bike trail, especially in Eau Claire, but I bet if you look anywhere in Wisconsin... Your bike trails, your pedestrian trails are better groomed and maintained yes. than your roadways. Right. Why? Because it's meant for pedestrians. It's made meant for bicyclists. So they know they have to keep it up to date and they have to keep it smooth so that these people can ride on it. Why? Uh, yes. yes. Travis, you've... you've there, there, there's so many some... levels to it. I can sense it right within this room. Oh. And I guarantee you, and I, I know, and I said it before, depending on where you live, you may or may not have encountered it. But it is, it is for real, and it's a problem, yeah. and they don't give a shit, and they're winning. Yep. Well, and our, right. our city doesn't do anything to diminish that. Though. Well, they, they, yeah, they come to a moment. Where are we at? Where are we at? We're, we're, at. Right. we're, on, we're on my uh, Bruce of You're Bruce Do you guys, I don't have a spe specific example of this, but um, when... 
there's an exorcism going yeah, on. Yeah, okay. So, okay. It's when, either really bad or just harmless, so right. we'll, yeah. we'll play it out. Um, when, um, when, when a player goes off the field and starts talking to his coach, or a conversation is happening happening on the field between two players, and the announcer says, well, what he's saying to him right there is that the tight end has to go out further. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't know right. what they're saying. I've they had s- that same thought, and I've commented to Troy and Denny at the time. It's like, you really? But, Maybe. And, and, and they say with authority, what he's saying to him right now right. is that he's, he's laying off that outside pitch, so we're going to go to the... You mm-hmm. don't you know no this. Unless you're Tony Romo, who is some sort of... Like uh, Tony, Tony, Tony does know, by the way. Yeah, knows? Tony, Tony knows. Yeah, right, that's freaky. But it, it's unless you're him, that. you don't know what that conversation is. So maybe say something like what he might be saying to him is right. ABC. Rather, well, what he's telling what him right he's now him is right this. Now. Or or even this is what I would be saying to him. Right. It, I've, I've heard that a hundred times. Like, whoa. No, because I, you know how many conversations have we had where you, someone thinks they know what we're talking about and it, it, all right. what, no, what we're talking no. about. Right. No, that yeah. drives me bonkers. And it's all this, yes, well, what he's saying to him, no, no. You don't know, and it's probably wrong. Mm-hmm. So. My bruise to this, again, mm-hmm. with soccer, because I've taken an interest in this whole football sport. Apparently, it's, like, the most popular sport in, a, in the world. Apparently. I, fuck, I know. But So I was watching a, a, a match on Wednesday, between Real Madrid and Shakhtar. Uh-huh. Duh. And uh, Shakhtar won 3-2. But in stoppage time in the second half, Real Madrid scored a goal. And it tied the game. And this was a big deal because Shakhtar is this uh, low-level pl- uh, team in the group that Real Madrid is in. And they probably should have won. Real Madrid probably should have won. See, what happened when they scored this goal in stoppage time was the goal, which I I watched it, a ball got kicked by a Real Madrid player, and the circle thing that they were kicking went into the square or rectangular netted hole thing. But it got called back, and the announcer seemed very convinced that this should have been called back, and the officials were very convinced that it should have been called back because a player was blocking the sight line of the goalie. And I don't get that. Do you know if that was actually? That's I remember what it was. Said. Yes, because I I went back and reviewed it, and the announcer said, "Yep, he's standing in the in the eye line of the goalie." Like it wasn't an offsides thing. It wasn't declared offsides. It was he was blocking the vision of the goalie. So apparently, there's a spot on the field that you can't stand that would block the vision of the goalie. What? I, I I've never heard of this before. There's, I, I think you can block the vision of the goalie in hockey. That's a thing. You, you like screen you the goalie. Yeah, you can't stand in the in the little ring. The that crease. Goes, the crease. You can't stand in the crease. Apparently, there's like this unlabeled crease of a soccer goal. But he oh, said, mind-boggling. You were, he was in the line of the goalie and blocked the vision. And thus, it was no goal. I have no idea what this meant. I was I meant to look it up to figure out what this rule was, but I never got to it. But it wasn't offsides. It wasn't offsides at all because he was onside at the time. 
It it was in blocking the vision of the goalie. And I remember that game, and I don't remember the players losing their minds about it. No. It was sort of like, oh, yeah, mom. Yeah, they they went back and they did the VAR, the video, whatever they call it. Video-assisted referee. Yes. So they did the VAR, and it was like a half a second. It was like the – it was nothing. And uh, That's weird. It was the weirdest thing. And the announcer said it was because the guy was blocking the vision of the shot of the goalie. He must have been standing too close to him, and that's not okay for soccer. I'm hurt. I have no idea. I and again for our more soccerly inclined uh, listeners, this might be a regular thing, and I just don't know because I haven't paid attention to soccer for very long. But uh, apparently, you can't block the vision of a goalie like you can't that's just block weird. the vision of a wide receiver trying to receive a ball like you can't block the vision of. The, the hockey goalie. It's just soccer, get, like getting in, in the way of its own self. Yeah. Like, come on. There it All is. Right. So that's my first Let's one. jump ahead to that's what she said and then finish it off. Brewer, okay? We have breweries. We have breweries I, too, so we have that do we have time to get it. through that? Yeah. Let's just plug Oh, okay. I didn't know if we'd have time to get through that. We have time. Okay. All right. Breweries. I'll, I'll do it really quick. I used to bartend at a tiny bar in Lacrosse, a live music bar. Uh, two people came in one night. I was drunk because I was bartending and that's what we did at that place and uh the, the guy said to me hey uh I got Ron Coomer with me you want to uh have a shot with him I'm like yeah fuck you the, the hell it is and he walked up and I'm like I don't know Ron I didn't know Ron Coomer by sight I'm like you're not Ron Coomer and he pulled out his ID showed it to me it's Ron fucking Coomer it was in this tiny little live music bar in lacrosse I'm like son of a bitch of course I'm gonna do a shot with you and there's no way you're gonna pay Right. So we did a shot of Jack Daniels or Jameson or whatever it was. We did a shot with Ron Coomer, who just showed up in some podunk, and I mean podunk, closet bar in lacrosse. That's cool. That's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. So Good for you. My, uh, my brewery, uh, my senior year of college, uh, we were struggling college folk, and it was homecoming weekend, and we went to Walmart to buy beer. To drink for the weekend, and we found that Miller Highlight Light was on sale. Ooh. So of course we bought eight cubes of Miller Highlight Light, <laughs> and uh, in the process we said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna build a pyramid out of this." So we built a pyramid out of our empties of Miller Highlight Light over the course of uh, homecoming weekend, and this beautiful pyramid stood for about three weeks until um, John, one of the roommates, knocked it down. So we. It accidentally, as he was leaving his room intoxicated, I bet. And uh, so we rebuilt it, and we we marked this, uh, you know, life of the pyramid. <laughs> um, but I think the more impressive thing was we were able to drink enough beers between the four of us on a homecoming weekend. You drink eight cubes. Uh, we ended. I think we ended up drinking six. So we had some oh. left over, but um, we had enough to build a pyramid that was at least. 140 cans because i think our base was somewhere around 30 or 40 i i wish i could have heard the sound when he knocked it down it was devastating because i was in my room and it was right outside my room and i heard it crash and i walked out and all i could think of was this was an end of an era It's like like the pyramids of Giza just yeah. falling down. There might and... be a pic. I I'm fairly certain I have a picture of this. <laughs> like Clark at Stonehenge. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, Travis. Your brewery. Eighty six or eighty seven. I'm Northern Fishing. I'm in Marshmallow Lake in Chippewa County, 
and we're using sucker minnows and we're having these six to ten pound northerns hit uh, consistently. Um, buddy of mine, Andy, he had a northern on, line broke, and we had a um, you know, bobber and a, and, a, and a sucker minnow. And wouldn't you know it, that this fish stayed around and we had this uh, bobber on top of the water that was just kind of going where the fish went. And it, was like I said sticking around and I'm I'm no DNR spokesman so I don't get it I'm not a fisher specialist but I've been drinking quite a bit and we, we got up and we actually saw we could visualize this fish for whatever reason was like an inedible height I don't know why was it injured or whatnot we're kind of following the bobber and I'll make the the long story pretty short because I was drunk and stupid I tried to net the bobber instead of the fish and he says get the fish I said I am and I went for the bobber again because like I was going to net the bobber and it was all going to be fine and he's like fucking grab the fish it's right there I'm like I am just leave me in the well after all was said and done, it took me a while to realize why I needed to net the fish and not the bobber. And had I not been drinking, I knew better. So there's my there's my brewery story. Did not get the fish, which we were letting go anyway. So who cares, right? Jeez. Good work. Yeah. Love it. All right. That's what she said. And then we'll wrap it up. That's what she said. Can yeah. I start? Because go. I'm probably the worst one. Yep. That's um, what she said? That's what she said? Ah! Yes. Oh, nice. Mm. You're watching a woman's. Uh, you're watching a women's NCAA uh, softball game, and there's a, there's a double. There's a double play. They when has this ever happened? They go to <laughs> starting over. Have you hold on? Have you ever watched a women's NCAA softball? Yeah, game? Yes, I have. Okay. Yes, I have. Pac-10. They, they're amongst other things. They're quite good. Oregon or uh, uh, I'm Haley a USC Cruz? fan. Haley Cruz? Oh, there you go. Yeah. There, um, there's a ground ball, there's a double play attempt, it's controversial. They're looking at the replay, and the announcer says, Hey, she didn't even touch the bag. <laughs> That's what she said. All right. <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance she never has. I just... That's fantastic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, it's uh, fourth and one, and... They're just going to ram it right down their throat. <laughs> yes, they are! Cruiser! <laughs> That's what she said. Just finish it off. Strong. Uh, so, uh, in in football, uh, the defense is, is trying to switch between uh, uh, um, uh, rotations, and the linebacker realizes that there were too many men on the field, and he was able to get off just in time. <laughs> oh, that's good. Was that yours? It, it happened on, uh, it was like a Sunday night game that I was watching. And oh, they, they would... said, they said the, uh, the player was able to just get off in time. And that I rolled. Just, oh. It, uh, that's, I that's would, what she said. I would never, I would never have gotten that. That's good work. All right, great non-baseball episode, gentlemen. Yeah, we'll be back. It was sort of baseball. We we, we had a little bit of baseball yeah. in there, but... but this is what this is the content that you're going to be able to expect during the off season. From yes, us. yeah, absolutely. So you, I mean, you can either continue to listen through the off season or fuck off until spring training. Absolutely. All right, no, thanks, good, guys. Good marketing, Justin. Okay, here we go, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> guys.